0: This is the podcast, Love, Blood, Sex, Death. As Daughters of Venus, we're on a mission for 2020 and beyond to awaken more love in the world through intimate and educational conversations that shed light on our societal taboos. Those are the things that we all obsess about privately, but don't speak about publicly. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. Nice to hear from you. Very nice to hear yeah. from you. It's always a relief when the tech works. Hello, is, everybody. Isn't it? <laughs> so um, today we're uh, journeying the steaming dung heap that is the state of our world. And yes, it's getting very stinky as the world as we know it decays around us. <laughs> People are kicking up and um, yeah, there's a stench of death in the air. So that's what we're going to discuss today. Not just the olfactory sense, but how to navigate the global death process. So thanks for joining me, Kristen. Pleasure.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Now, this, of course, was sparked by you feeling in a bit of a funk Mm. a few days back. And uh, I was figuring perhaps many others were also feeling funk in not a way that involves wearing really cool clothes and um nineteen seventy two dance tracks. So would you like to extrapolate on um what brought you to feeling funky in the bad sense?
1: Yeah, totally. um I mean, I was. In my premenstrual phase, so already kind of feeling it all, feeling all of the problems that were around. And um yeah, every every time I kind of hopped on social, social media to do some work and then you know to do my own research on what was happening, I was getting quite bombarded with a lot of lot of information and um which I'm grateful for and I'm happy that I got a lot of education and my funk, you know, was pretty pretty dismal in, in comparison to the things that I w- was reading, but I was definitely feeling it all and not so, sure how I was going to move through it.
0: Would it be fair to say that being exposed to the shadow of mm-hmm. the world was bringing up a bit of a crisis in how do I process this information? Would that be a fair definitely. assessment? Definitely.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was very, very much in the in the shadow and not really sure how to get back into the light. It was quite overwhelming.
0: Yeah, because I mean, what you've described, we are going through a global loss of innocence. That being mm-hmm. that we're, you know, needing to wake up mm-hmm. at our own Otherwise, it's at our own peril as mm. to the covert agendas that are happening. And that's a huge thing to deal with. I mean, it, it's paradigm shattering. Mm-hmm. You know? And so for the people, and I know that you're not in this category, but there are many who are people who base their identity, their reality on external information that is probably the most terrifying thing to contemplate because it means everything they've ever thought to be true isn't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it brings up for me the five stages of grief and loss Mm -hmm. that I feel we are journeying as a group mind right now, the first being shock and denial. So Mm -hmm. those that do base their reality on the conditioning if they haven't really questioned the conditioning that we Mm -hmm. grew up with but also the fact that oh our government will look after us the media is telling the truth religion Mm -hmm. is true mainstream (laughs) science is always right and everything else is just pseudoscience like Mm -hmm. if someone's got their head that far up Mm -hmm. the matrix of Mm -hmm. programmed beliefs which is quite easy considering you can't especially if you live in an urban area you can't turn around without being programmed you know Mm -hmm. i mean you can't fill up your bloody car with petrol without messages coming at you like there's you know it's just Mm -hmm. non-stop um and then even in our sort of entertainment realm um you know it's the messages are always being anchored 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 and so basically denial is the easy option especially in a world where the algorithms feed back to us an affirmation Mm -hmm. of our existing beliefs and opinions and where censorship is becoming increasingly pervasive Mm -hmm. at a very alarming rate across all public telecommunication forums Um, and if anyone is kind of like no it's not you know i would just invite you to check out a platform called the new tube as opposed to youtube and watch the interview with john kennedy jr that'll um you know turn on a few light bulbs (laughs) (laughs) but um and so will the documentary by um janet ossibard um in terms of it's called the fall of the cabal and that is surprisingly still up on youtube but um yeah i think for those who base their reality on external conditioning, if you dare question the status quo, you're confronting that you might cease to exist as you know it or perhaps go completely mad as your entire uh, version of reality is crushed and with it your identity. Um, And so this is why I think people on social media can be so defensive to the point of aggressive Mm -hmm. when people are saying here have a look at this narrative that's counterculture or Mm -hmm. you know voices of dissent because those that are clinging to this old paradigm reality it's literally that their survival is at stake should Mm -hmm. they be wrong you know is that something
1: that you've encountered definitely for for me like i feel like my process was was almost like it's almost like 33 years of seeing the world in in a pretty raw and not so shiny way suddenly it, the the blinds kind of be being open to that globally i feel hit me really hard because It's like, I felt very alone in, you know, my mom was like adamant that I understood my privilege. She, whenever something would go shitty for me, she'd be like, it could be worse. Think of this, think of that. She gave me books to read. She gave me. I did that to my kids. Yeah. So much (laughs) education. And what it kind of did was it, it opened my eyes really, really wide. And then I went on to study international relations and just got, became absolutely disgusted with the world. And, um, Bet you wore a lot of black in those
0: years. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. It's why teenagers wear black. It literally is I telegraphing did. how they feel about the world. That yeah. They're just feeling eclipsed by shadow. And as <laughs> we film this, we're in eclipse season. You know, we're coming up to a total eclipse this weekend. Yeah. You know, so hence we're having to really transmute the shadow. Do yeah. go on.
1: Yeah. It's a, I was working when I was studying. I was working in hospitality wore black when I was at work and when I wasn't. And It was definitely, yeah, it was a really hard kind of time for me and then I came into, you know, a space of, okay, well, what can I do? I'm going to find one thing, I'm going to specialise it, I'm going to focus on that and, you know, and make that my passion and make that my work, which has been, yeah, really, really rewarding and I'm so happy that I I found a way out. But then to be confronted with the, the, the entire globe, realizing that yeah we, we live in a bit of a shit show where it's not so wonderful for a lot of people um and it's delusional like yeah. if we
0: think about um uh, I mean all the sort of Hollywood films have been codified because part of the thing is so long as they put it out there and it's in plain sight in terms of universal law they can do it right. you know and so if right. you think about the Truman show with all that surveillance right. it's like We've been told, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, or there's a great film with Sasha Baron Cohen and Penelope Cruz called *The Brothers Grimsby, where it's about mm. the World Health Organization trying mm. to kill off everyone with a mandatory vaccination for overpopulation. Oh, <laughs> oh. <I haven't> seen <laughs> like, that. it's like it's out there. Yeah, but um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think also the big, ma, uh, for people in confronting the shadow truth Mm -hmm. about the world, it also means confronting their own devil's bargain. In other words, how they've contributed to the shit show, do you Mm -hmm. know, to the destruction of all that's sacred. And we've all done that while we've been asleep. When you, you know, this is the zombie apocalypse and those that are still asleep are perpetuating the the destruction of all that's sacred for their own ego gain and they're doing it from fear they're not doing it because they're assholes you know but it's we've been sort of conditioned to be in this reptilian brain level of consciousness Mm -hmm. survival of the fittest yeah so if you're still if you haven't questioned that if you haven't broken out of that if you're still operating in that you equate success With dominating your competition, which is a mindset of war. So it's going to take a pretty big fall for someone that's operating on that to crack and genuflect. You know, it'll take life initiating you. You know, it'll, you know. So my thing, I suppose, is we have to trust the process that life is initiating everybody. Like those that are still operating in that, um, you know, lower um consciousness bottom three chakras you know what can i get rather than Mm -hmm. how can i serve Mm -hmm. um they are having a terrible time right now because (laughs) Mm -hmm. bless them as the energy intensifies you know as we move closer to the photon belt which is getting a bit mystical for some of our audience maybe but come with me Um, as we spiral up around Alcyon the great central sun which is the brightest star in the Pleiades seven sisters star system everything that is not in the light or aligned with the light is coming to light so Mm -hmm. whilst it is overwhelming of oh my god you know we're not Mm -hmm. just seeing you know pedophilic stuff in the church we're now realizing it's in hollywood and it's Mm -hmm. through all big business and those that purport to be philanthropists are Mm -hmm. just lying in their own pockets and Mm -hmm. you know world health organization thankfully trump has taken funding out which was the biggest you know injection into the purse but that they're not about health that they're the opposite you Mm -hmm. know they're perpetuating um uh, diseases customers. patented yes bioweapons you know yeah so you know it's like we're living in oppositeville, and so <laughs> but the good thing is everything's coming to light so yeah. it's like you know when you squeeze a zit that's uh, maybe that's an Australian colloquialism but you know a big pussy boil that pus has got to come out mm-hmm. for that wound to heal so mm-hmm. right now we're in pusville it's mm-hmm. foul it is stenchy mm-hmm. but It's part of the process. So I suppose the midwifery of the feminine is breathe, Mm -hmm. (laughs) trust the process, you know. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, those that are following the messages from Q, the QAnons, you know, he's said before, trust the process, trust the process. So um, I think really we began this process of confronting our own devil's bargain back in the 90s. That's when we sort of became a bit more, oh, whoops. Mm. (laughs) And the green movement started to kick up a bit more, you you know, Mm -hmm. and it was like, oh, we better buy a cloth bag. and (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like we started recycling. I mean, bless Europe. Europe was recycling, you know, 30 years before Australia. But, you know, there was more of an awareness of our impact, on the world around us right. but um the second stage which we're really seeing at the moment is anger in terms of moving through grief and loss so whilst there are still some that are in shock and denial <laughs> others have moved into anger so we yep. need to not fear it you know and just go okay well at least they're progressing yep. at least they're moving through the great rebirth bless yep. them yeah um but we're seeing this very much on the streets as we um, are recording this. The Black Lives Matter movement is um, really hotting up. Um, I mean, I've got my take on that. Would you like to share
1: your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, yeah, especially in regards to the anger I have would have kind of, mm. would have seen happen is like, is the, those that have been affected by you know racism ha- are finally having a voice finally having a, a place to speak and they're allowing the anger to move through them which is so powerful so necessary it's like this great global purge
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's not being taken so well by those who we do need to get on board and what I feel is kind of the position of those who are standing with people of colour that don't have that same rage necessarily, that they can be kind of the the bridge between those that are expressing the anger and those who need to hear it from a, a kind of grounded place because, yeah, rather than silencing the anger so that the message is, is, is received by the right people, those kind of in the middle can be the ones that can help elevate the the voices of those that need to be heard and kind of ground in and anchor in the messages you know it's like when we're in the premenstrual phase and we get angry about something that doesn't work and that's not that's not right for us or right for our community and if we share from an emotional place it's disregarded and the you know the baby's thrown out with the bathwater And I feel like that same thing can be happening now. I'd like to just pick up on that. Yeah. Yeah, Because if we take
0: our anger to the streets, we um, run the risk if we haven't transmuted the anger within us to become like the spiritual warrior, you know, who can come from a centered place and really direct their energy in a very powerful way. Yeah we instead can come off from a place of wound unhealed wound and then unconsciously lash out and wound others by using brute force and you know when we come from the sacral which is you know the emotional center Mm -hmm. that is also the place of the child the Mm -hmm. wounded child and so You know, whilst I've been to a lot of protests, I was at one just a couple of weeks ago, Mm -hmm. um, I will only stay and attend a protest that is not angry Mm -hmm. because just like in a relationship, if someone's coming at you, guns firing, Mm -hmm. I'm speaking metaphorically, and just like vomiting their anger all over you, you don't actually hear them. No it's like people get defensive the, the shields go up yeah. exactly yeah. because you're trying to protect yourself from the onslaught of energy so i think you know yes it is absolutely understandable given you know the industrial military complex and the uh, culture of white supremacy that has been global you know mm-hmm. i was speaking to a friend that grew up in east africa A couple of days back and she was saying you know where she grew up there was just as much racism amongst the blacks Mm -hmm. you know if you had a wider nose and darker skin you were referred to uh, as a slave and if you had more white features you had a higher social standing and in bali Having lived there for the last two years, you know, I mean, God, all the billboards, it just made me so sad. The models, they would use girls that could pass for white, yeah. you know. And I made a point of when my daughter came with me to Bali when she was 12, showing her that the same cosmetic companies that pitch to us these tanning, bronzing products, yeah. implying that we are too white and we're not beautiful, are selling whitening creams to the girls that have brown skin and black skin telling them they're not okay so you know it's manipulation and that's that's the thing we can be blinded Mm -hmm. by the emotion and the anger and i i really just want to put a sort of flag out there and say hey you know we are being manipulated Mm -hmm. Uh, to create division as a distraction, to keep us fighting amongst ourselves. And there is no doubt that what happened to George Floyd is unjust and what has happened for thousands of years in terms of colonialism has been unjust, absolutely no question. But we need to focus on the fact that all of these outward social symptoms, racism being one, classism being another, sexism being another, are all because of the one core issue which is we have this 1% of elites that are just manipulating us they own all the corp- you know all the corporate media that they own government let's face it you know all the lobbyists and the money that goes into you know getting someone into office you've only got to look at the policies of government to see that they're not representing the people. They're representing a very tiny minority that own corporations that are responsible for most of the emissions. You know, it's not mum and dad down the road. So, you know, we need to come together. Mm -hmm. Our power is in unification. And those that are, you know, manipulating through the media, through social media, they know that if we can just put enough fuel on the fire and keep everyone fighting amongst themselves, yeah, we, they are quite safe. You yeah. Know? So, you know, it's good that it is out there that um, the billionaire George Soros um, is one of the big funding um, or people that fund black lives matter. And, um, you know, has come out and said in an interview in 95 that he likes to influence policy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and control politics in the US, you know. So, um, and, you know, it's also out there. A lot of people have been um, providing footage on social media of the pallets of bricks that have been Mm -hmm. delivered all over America to... God, many cities. I've got Boston, Fayetteville, Dallas, New York, West Palm Beach in Florida, um, Los Angeles, Sherman Oaks. um, And they've all been delivered by a company called Acme, which sounds like something from fucking Looney Tunes because they're the times we're living in, folks. And guess (laughs) who just happened to resign from the board of Acme? Bill Gates. Funny how he pops Mm. up everywhere. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) and why are these bricks being just delivered to the places where people are protesting Mm -hmm. you know just here's a bit of fuel to put on the fire so you know we need to rise above anger we are we are bigger than Mm -hmm. this you know the the war that they're trying to perpetuate to keep us in our place is a war on consciousness and anger vibrates very low Mm -hmm. so um, those that uh, feel to just to send love mm. you know group meditations you know this is the time for raising the frequency and sending love to those that you know uh, have been treated badly because of um, you know the corruption of our system from the inside out mm-hmm. um, but yeah getting out there and um what would you say? Inflaming things, it actually it gives them, it fuels their propaganda machine, mm-hmm. and also justifies their ability to um, use more exert more force mm-hmm. through the police at civilians. I mean, I found out last week that bloody tear gas um, induces abortions, and it's like, how the oh, hell? God. A is that legal? to use on civilians by, you know, governing Mm -hmm. bodies around the world. yeah. Thank you. And then secondly, how are we meant to swallow the bitter pill that the governments are really, you know, thinking about our health during this COVID Mm -hmm. crisis and mandatory (laughs) vaccines if they're spraying you with something that induces abortions if you dare Mm -hmm. question their policies?
1: It's just like, my
0: God. You know. Right. Anyway, end of that monologue. Did you mm-hmm. want to comment
1: on any of that? Yeah, definitely. Um I feel like two yeah, two really major points that that you brought up was this kind of like yeah, the classism and this imbalance of power and how we don't know how much is being manipulated behind the scenes and how, you know, those who have got sort of critical thinking and can see that um what I've seen is yeah spiritual bypassing going on with with communities that can see that you know we're being controlled but then being like well like then you know we're just kind of going to ignore that the the issue still is is still existent like rather than kind of letting it go and 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 kind of passing it off as something that the, the media is just perpetuating it's like yes it happened yes it could be fueled by the powers that be but that the problem still is here, and what can we How can we move forward together and do something about it? Um,
0: yeah, I agree. I like that you raised that spiritual bypassing because, um, man, you know, uh, there's a, a lot of, you know, what you we, would call new ages mm-hmm. that. You know, just like the religious zealots, it's like it's all love and light. It's all love and light, and they won't even acknowledge mm-hmm. the shadow, mm-hmm. and that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, a it's immature, mm-hmm. um, but you know you can't heal something if you don't acknowledge totally it
1: exists.
0: Totally. You know, so and take action. you know, it's kind of like La La Land. <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> And there's nothing spiritual about that. Totally. Do you know what I mean? It's actually, yep, it's you know, um, yeah. Like I've um, experienced that where if I speak about, you know, covert ops or you know, um, shadow truths, you know, I have one friend who considers herself very spiritual, and she'll always just pointedly get up and leave the room which is kind of like uh, stonewalling someone. Do you know what I mean? It's a way of silencing yep. them in a very passive aggressive way. Yep. It's saying you know um, yeah, yeah, you, I totally you are not allowed to express a different opinion. Yep. You know, I won't even hear it. be present to them. Yeah, I won't hear it. Yep. You know, it's like la 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 putting your hands over your ears.
1: Totally. Yeah. So, yeah. The other point that you Good brought on. up was the the difference you know um that your friend experienced in East Africa where you know f- between mm. people of color where they could see, you know, there were differences and they were singling out people because of their differences which in a very primal existence when, you know, we lived in tribes and differences were considered dangerous and where where we would even sort of look to each other to dress the same, which is what we conceive the fashion industry feeding upon this like innate survival instinct, the journey that, Mm -hmm. you know, that we take from the head to the heart where we start to see each other as one, which I think you're going to, you're probably going to get into with the stages of grief.
0: Um, I like that point you make about the fashion industry because who's the most vulnerable to the fads and fashions? It's teenagers that most want to belong yeah. for saved. a sense of social safety. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah, a yeah, beautiful point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, look, the other thing I wanted to kind of raise in terms of those that are stuck at the angry phase of dealing with, you know, this global transition mm-hmm is that, um, you know, what it does result in is the inevitable ending of some relationships, of friendships, mm-hmm. um, when you realise you're not on the same wavelength, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. um, if someone's operating in a completely different paradigm, it's inevitable that you just, you know, that you kind of have to acknowledge. I think our, our time is at an end like I had a brother that uh, you know whenever I spoke counterculture views on my Facebook timeline we'd always had a wonderful relationship but I haven't seen him in a number of years and he'd come in with a personal attack mm. and I was like whoa mm-hmm. so I privately messaged him, and I'm hey like hey brother that's out of character for you like you're very welcome to have a difference of opinion but please don't personally attack me that you know Mm -hmm. you're better than that Mm -hmm. and then he did it a second time Mm. so I was like okay you weren't able to observe the stated boundary and honor it so I'm going to have to block you Mm -hmm. as much as I don't want to end this friendship you know but um and so you know I think it's kind of like um that's another part of the grief and loss Mm -hmm. that there's there's collateral damage right you know (laughs) right you know yeah yeah Um, definitely and for those i mean as we're filming this we're coming up to the winter solstice in the southern hemisphere and so the chance of relationships friendships ending is magnified at the darkest time of the wheel you know it's um why in the ancient world people would do the grail initiation rites at winter solstice and in the lead up to that you know at all the seasonal gates so that people could own their shadow and grow and mature emotionally and psychologically and without that um you know this time of the wheel is challenging enough let alone without going through a bloody transition from one 2000 year astrological age Mm. to the next you know from pisces to aquarius which is what we are dealing with you know Mm. so um all right well let's keep on trucking to oh there is one thing i wanted to say about anger Mm. um you know how i said i went to that protest Mm -hmm. as soon as the um one guy got on the loudspeaker and he was angry in his voice I just went okay my time here is done and hightailed it out of there the woman that first got on the speaker she was like right we come here in peace and love Mm -hmm. in a heart space and I was like yep I'm aligned with her I'm vibrating with her great but um you know to take anger at the government the church corporations out into the streets, it actually affirms helplessness, Do mm-hmm. you know, in a way it's kind of saying, you know, I need you to change. We're putting it out there saying the change is outside of ourselves. Whereas um, I recently became aware of um, uh, there's an organisation called Solutions Empowerment and I found them through a Facebook pa- uh, group called empowered lifestyle solutions and there were links for anyone in god number of countries including australia new zealand canada america u.s i said america uh england on how you can lodge personalized legal documents that um are served direct to parliament house or to your you know government um stating non-consent mm. for things like you know these directives that aren't legal like lockdowns and mandatory vaccinations
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and so that felt way more empowering than going to a rally you know mm-hmm. it was like no I'm actually taking strategic lawful mm-hmm. steps to achieve my goals which is to exercise my civil rights right through accessing more information having more understanding of constitutional law and common law rights and Magna carta and having a way to exercise that and um yeah i just you know i really that i just noticed the difference in me i i just felt so empowered by that whereas when i was at that rally the the week earlier i was like "Hmm, disappointing turnout Mm -hmm. and shame people are getting angry and Mm -hmm. you know (laughs)
1: you yeah. know and there's like no grounded also, solution So screaming yes, exactly extreme to, it's, it's like to what do side. we do with
0: this yeah. yes exactly yeah. so acknowledging the anger is good but it's yeah. like what are we going to do with yeah. it how are we going to channel it in a way that is practical yeah. um and i happen to watch a i love watching queer eye on netflix with my girl and um they they did a makeover on this young activist and she had no self-care and so much anxiety because she was trying to save the world, bless her, but from a place of fear. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, it's how are we adding to the problem Mm -hmm. by, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, coming from fear, anchoring fear rather than, and I'm not saying don't, you know, protest, protest, but it's like, We've been protesting for a long time and the system is still in place. So we need to get smarter about how we do this. Organize, get organized. Um, Yeah. And, you know, it's very easy for protests to polarize as well. And really, coming out of the Piscean age, the lesson is to transcend duality. Yeah. It's not about us and them, whether that's the civilians and the police or the civilians and the government or the anti-vaxxers and the pro-vaxxers. or You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that's just a fucking seesaw. Yeah. It's like the only way out of this is through taking the middle ground and going, hang on, we're all in this together. Yeah. It's not us and them. That's how we... Uh, remain disempowered, you know, the whole sort of um, paradigm of thinking that there's somebody outside of myself, like we're all one. That's the lesson of the Aquarium, right? Yeah, Yeah, go on.
1: It kind of like reminds me and brings me into like the the feminist movement and how, you know, the the aggressive feminism and the the very like polarising and quite... Anti male and you know, feminine Nazi energy, how it so heavily taints the feminist movement of equality and coming from a love space of loving all beings but just wanting equality, how that can really be detrimental to the movement. Um, which is, yeah, yeah I can oh. I feel as it happened, it, it really does happen through that duality's headspace of us versus them, and um. Yeah, kind of feeding back into the the issue itself.
0: I mean, I've got to say, having been called a feminazi, I had um, 82 hate messages uh, fired at me over a 48-hour period when I, um, you know, shared a response to the film The Red Pill, which is very misogynistic. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I So, you know, yes, yes. extremism of Mm -hmm. anything attracts the polar opposite so you know women women that are coming from wound Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and i've been one of them um then attract the sort of um what would you say the the passive aggressive male Mm -hmm. um you know like the the men's activist movement um that they're not doing the personal yeah. growth work but they're attacking looking for any woman that not... identifies as a feminist yeah. exactly so you know again it's not balanced yeah. but i love that you've raised this point because i was watching hannah gadsby who i've always loved a wonderful stand-up comedian from melbourne and she identifies as non-binary um and you know her last show on netflix really broke big in the u.s i was excited to watch her latest thing and she unleashed hate speech Mm -hmm. on Mm anti-vaxxers and um whilst i believe there is a play nation in 1986 when um the reagan government passed that no has to be tested and that if it does any harm there will be no court case there will be no you know Mm -hmm. accountability for the drug companies that make them since 1986 that's when we've seen an upsurge in um you know all of the vaccine injuries and Mm -hmm. um uh so you know it's not pro-vax or anti-vax it's like now hang on a second they got hijacked and they're being used Mm -hmm in a way that's not healthy but that doesn't mean all vaccinations are unhealthy you know what I mean right but um where was I going with that oh god I wanted to make a point comedian yeah and I was like my god her of all people who had been beaten up for looking Mm -hmm. like a um Mm -hmm. very masculine woman Mm -hmm. you know To hear hate speech coming out of her mouth, it was like, oh my god, Mm -hmm. and it made me look at myself. And I went, ooh, yeah. In some of our earlier podcasts, you heard, you know, all my friends are like, "Mm, you're sounding a bit bitter there, Tanishka (laughs) So the listeners who have followed me are like, "Mm, yes, I hear the Moon Woman's got some wounds and some issues there. So (laughs) you know, it's about looking at our own shadow and going, where Mm -hmm. the hell? Am mm-hmm. I contributing to the polarisation because of my yep. own wound? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So the next stage is bargaining, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's um, when we try to be a good person <laughs> in the hope <laughs> that the more good we are, everything will just be okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that can be pretty big amongst the religious folk, Um and even you know those who identify as spiritual or new age it doesn't matter what bloody path you're walking you know spiritual ambition who get stuck in that paradigm of good and bad and they might be praying or they might be meditating or you know trying to do good works in the community trying hard to be good but it's to avoid looking at their own shadow and they're the ones that get really bloody righteous they're the ones that get really scary and they're often the most judgmental because every time they judge someone else it's to elevate their own goodness you know Mm -hmm. in their own eyes Mm -hmm. um and you know i've noticed that people that come out of um what would you say um you know okay well let's give an example um what's his name brand russell brand you know i mean anyone that's you know there was footage of him like holding out his shirt with an obey sign when he was going out with katie perry and the stories were he was her mind up from the illuminati sort of you know keep her on track but when he got out of it he became a whistleblower and we saw the same with like angelina jolie who you know was in sort of dark rights and stuff and then she went the other way and she's like right i'm saving children and i'm you know it's like that sense of um if they have made the devil's bargain if in order to get fame and money and all the things that you know all of our hollywood celebs and um you know mainstream pop music divas do it's like then they often, if they do manage to break away, it's like they become this, you know, it's like a compulsion to Mm -hmm. atone for what they've they've been a part of, what they've been complicit with. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the global rebirth, uh, I think those that are stuck in the bargaining stage are just trying to control everything and everybody in Mm -hmm. their environment to compensate for their own... Chaos within and the fear of change and chaos. So, it's basically the control freak stage. I don't know yeah. if any of our listeners identify with that stage. Mm. How about you? Is that something you've bumped up against in yourself or others?
1: Um, it's just it's definitely ringing true for a recent experience with somebody on my Instagram when I posted about being pansexual and more attracted to the energy of people and it not not really. Um, interested in gender or sex and you know she just she just really had the a lot to say about and kind of invalidated my experience and kind of told me that I wasn't you know if pansexuality is real then it doesn't you know then why why how can we support LGBTQIA people if you know, it, it was just like, it was so interesting to see someone who's supposedly a part of my fellow queer community lash out at me, Uh, very like much overzealous. And it was like, she's trying to like prove this point or they, I'm not sure what her pronouns were, prove a point of something like uh, about something where there's, yeah, there's anger and there's rage, but then there's also almost like this, yeah, trying to make a point that wasn't really valid this overzealousness that, you know, she wasn't even seeing, she wasn't seeing me, hearing me. Um, and, and she thinks that she's working like to, to prove something to, yeah, in a sense bargain. It's almost like she's bargaining uh, my, my experience, my lived experience versus other queer community experience. Um, as a way to kind of elevate herself and her experience and other, her her echo chamber versus what other people's experience potentially is, if that kind of makes sense, it does. It's it's righteousness. Yeah. It's
0: it's so afraid of um, not being right, which means that <laughs> you know you're still in duality. You're still in the ten percent rational mind at that point, right? And. You know, I think that's one of the, I mean, you know, my child is identifying as non-binary. I'm not, I've referred to her as my daughter. Like it's like um, mm. I'm trying to get my head around, you know, the new paradigm in, in a very personal way at the moment as well. I always thought, yeah, I'd be fine with gay, which I am, but now it's like a whole new like ballpark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, there's no word for, it's like, do I call it, uh, not it, They call them my progeny. Like, how do I introduce them, my offspring? You know, Mm -hmm. it's like there's so much that we're having to get our heads around that our hearts are already around, but our head is like, "Hmm, Hang on a minute, (laughs) you know. And, um, I, you know, I feel you, and I love that you're saying it's come from my experience what I share and that's what's healing mm-hmm. because if we think about Chiron the archetype of the spiritual teacher what makes him so relevant and accessible is he shares from his experience mm-hmm. and so long as we keep sharing from our heart from what we've learnt experientially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it will connect with people you know whereas if we're being didactic and it's like well i read it here or science says this or mm-hmm. you know uh, you know and invalidating what is somebody's lived experience we're setting ourselves up for a fall you right,
1: know?
0: <laughs> right. i reckon yep you know cuz knowledge can it it can only take us so far because it's of The rational mind whereas experience is embodied Mm -hmm. you know it's like it's we've we've dropped in you know um and that's that's the thing i mean um all of these stages of the grief and loss process four out of five of them are of the mind it's the mind just going "Hmm, what about this how about that Mm -hmm. you know like a a ball in a pinball Mm -hmm. machine you know
1: it's not um, uh, graceful, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're so, like paying attention to the mind. When, if we really think about it, it's a pretty insane thing to believe. <laughs> Some of the things I think, yeah, if I acted like, it out, I'd be in jail. Like, it's not. It's not. I, 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 yes. How are we? How are we passing our mind off as truth?
0: <laughs> we have to question our own For mind real. as much as we have to question anyone else's. Yeah. You know, it's um because it's just regurgitating all the conditioning yeah. you know it's like we have to drop into the heart yeah so um i want to touch on the next phase which is depression mm. and to me that is when the bargaining hasn't worked we've worn ourselves out trying to be good trying to control everything trying to keep it all together yeah <laughs> it's still yeah. falling apart yeah you know and then we go into hopelessness and despair and uh lethargy and passivity Mm -hmm. from a place of powerlessness Mm -hmm. which really just conveys a lack of trust a lack of connection Mm -hmm. with the big picture the Mm -hmm. trust in the process of the infinite quantum field of divine intelligence unfolding as it was always going to Mm -hmm. you you know what i mean so it's the mind's last gasp mm. fighting with what is mm. you know and being worn out but it's for those that are feeling depressed I want to say it's a good thing because you it means that you're almost there mm. it's the darkest before the dawn mm. you know and the ego is worn out from fighting mm. the ego's almost ready to hand it over and go mm. to a higher power call it whatever you want but help Mm -hmm. you know yeah so yeah um but uh the thing is with depression too i think a lot of depression is fear and anger that hasn't been expressed so for the people that are feeling pretty dark about the world um i'd encourage them to you know get those feelings up to Mm -hmm. acknowledge those feelings so that they can then journey those feelings Mm -hmm. process them through expressing them through journaling through art Mm -hmm. but moving the energy and if you are too depressed to get off the couch you know drawing and journaling is great Mm -hmm. you know but if you can get up and shake it out of your body Mm -hmm. you know put on some screaming bitch songs and just (laughs) go for it you know transmute your anger in a way that's safe Mm -hmm. Um, not venting it over somebody, then you'll help to move the process like a woman in birth, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I wasn't somebody that screamed during my birth, but it's kind of like in the labour, whatever hasn't been expressed, what's been repressed, finds the nearest exit. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what's happening. It's like a big global enema at the moment. <laughs> one big shit store maybe maybe that's the name of the show one big global, oh, yeah, global <laughs> oh we've been wondering what to call the show maybe that's it. um but yeah i um ultimately we've got to get to acceptance yeah. which is that shift from the head to the yeah. heart and only We only do that when we start to see the blessings in our current situation and then we can make the best of what is instead of persisting with this tantrum at the universe and this tantrum that we've projected onto external authority. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the affirmations I've been adding in is I'm so grateful nothing has power over me except the divine, Mm -hmm. you know, so that that I'm healing that within my cellular matrix Mm -hmm. rather than fearing oh, if I don't wake everybody up, you know, we'll have a totalitarian dystopian future. It's like, meh, don't want to manifest Mm -hmm. that. So, yeah, I think also the degree to which we don't accept ourselves is the measure of our inability to accept others and to accept what's happening globally. Mm -hmm. So then knowing that we can take our power back and go, all right, what am I rejecting in myself And not accepting in myself, if I heal that in the microcosm, it's going to shift my relationship with the macrocosm. Mm, Totally. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, if we think about going back to that first stage, the shock and denial and the people struggling the most with this transition between the ages are those whose locus of reality is external rather than internal, the solution, I reckon, to help midwife people through these stages is to build, help to build their sense of self, not based on external conditioning, which says, if you buy, own and achieve, it says this about you, you know, which creates this compulsive consumption, which drives both a false economy and people, you know, spiralling in mental health and <laughs> relationship breakdown into an early grave. But... Um, getting people to reconnect with themselves Mm. because it's only when someone's disconnected from themselves that they will continue to create a life that's void of meaning whereas if they reconnect with their inner self their soul they're going to start to value themselves and then by extension of that start to value all life and other people's right to have an equal opinion even if it's different Mm. you know like it's again microcosm macrocosm what's what's your thoughts on the solution
1: um i feel like what's coming in big for me and something that i feel i I hope is also for others is like this ability to now you know check check our privilege where we do have it and honor honor that privilege where we do have it and then extend it where we can so you know I've seen um, other things that I've had access to because of being an attractive young female I've had privilege in that over someone who may not have been considered you know societally considered attractive or a male role um, you know where you know the victim mindset is like well I don't get this pay because I'm a female and I don't have access to this because I'm female. I only got this because I look this way. It's like, well, actually, they were all privileges. So I'm going to be grateful, mm, like grateful for my privileges and, and um, amplify those privileges and then see where I can extend those and help out vulnerable family members in the, in the human family and, um, and work through it in a way of, like, utilising what we have And um, I think we have a lot more than we know. I like it. Words of wisdom. Absolutely. Because, yeah, the more we
0: run the victimhood story, Mm -hmm. we spiral Mm -hmm. into powerlessness Mm -hmm. and into, you know, those lower emotions which don't serve us. Um, But, yeah, if we look at, again, it's like count your blessings, Mm -hmm. isn't it? And, And I think you know with privilege comes responsibility it's like you know um you need to utilize that or for the grace of the god next lifetime you could end up in the shoes of someone else praying that someone in a position of privilege assists you and you're right we privilege doesn't know what it has you know so the challenge is to become more informed which means listening You know, that's the feminine, yep. isn't it? The being in the receptive polarity
1: yep. and actually yep. listening. Holding space for those who don't have it and, and, and so it can highlight what we do have and then make space for how we can we can move forward together in that because I'd never thought of the fact that I've got privilege because of the way I look before or the fact that I'm a female before and then, you know, that I have white or lighter skin before. Like I, I've been checked with my priv- privilege with my mum growing up, but I didn't look into the depths of, you know, this has really shone the light and that's what the journey that I was doing in my premature phase is really shining light on the privilege of I, that I have and where I can use it and 100% where I can listen to know where to use instead of enforcing it where I think it should go. Yeah, I mean, look, I uh i mean it's kind of
0: speaking again to the the racial thing um i mean i grew up in the 70s i think i said to you with the black and white minstrel show on tv i mean i'm glad when i mentioned that to you the other day you had no idea what that was for those who don't basically it was white men wearing blackface makeup and white gloves as a variety show on prime time this show ran for 20 years bbc put it out so You know, the colonies, Australia, New Zealand, anyone in England that grew up in the 70s, chances are you saw the black and white minstrel shot. And then, you know, as a kid in New Zealand, um, my best friend was a Maori girl and it was very integrated into the education Mm -hmm. because there was a treaty Mm. there. So we learnt Maori words. We decorated our classroom with Maori art.
1: We made a fort, we did Maori we have cooking it was just... stone like most I see most New Zealanders wearing the green stone around their neck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then I came as a seven-year-old, my first loss of innocence, to North Queensland, and that's where I hit right. racism for the first time. But it was directed at me because I'd never seen a white kid with an right. afro. <laughs> <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? And so it was it was weird because I actually identified more with you know being a child of the earth and indigenous and you know and and arrived to find uh my school teacher led the bullying because i was different because i sounded like a kiwi and i you know couldn't tell clock i could only do clock face time not digital time and i could only do printing not cursive writing so she would lead the thing about kiwi's are dumb mm. and I'd have to stay behind at lunchtime to practice right. and, you know, also I pronounce words yep. differently, you know, like castle and dance and she'd make fun of how I spoke yep. and lead the whole class and yep. bullying me. So, you know, I think uh, there's so many shades mm. of it, you know, like remember my um, child said to me the other day, because I said, oh, I wouldn't mind, uh, he was like, your hair would look good in those, you know braids again we were watching queer eye and they we were doing braids because i've got very mm-hmm. um curly hair and then she came back to me the next day she said mum you can't do that that's cultural appropriation mm-hmm. and i'm like well if you got the hair <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> got to do something mm-hmm. with this hair <laughs> you know yeah know what i mean it's yeah. like there's this kind of you know the white shame and the white guilt and the fear mm-hmm. of oh god you know so we've got a lot to navigate okay. but I feel so long as we do it from heart yeah. not from wound yeah. you know then we're going to find our way through seeing the commonality mm-hmm. seeing hey we're One all race. souls yeah. Human yeah, we all want to be loved yeah. you know and we've all got a right to feel yeah. safe um, and to uphold that right wherever we see it not being demonstrated by others regardless of whether it's to do with sexism racism classism ageism you know what i mean because the way forward is inclusivity that's the way of the feminine that's what's been missing and it's certainly the way of fulfilling the whirling rainbow prophecy which is all colors and all creeds coming together at this time to transform the world back to green and that's certainly the vision that i serve and it's a vision that came through the hopi the mayan the polynesian peoples i mean this it's for me it's you know what the rainbow flag is about it's not just the lb um, g t q plus community but it's It's about us becoming Mm multidimensional. So all colors, not just black Mm -hmm. and white, which is coming from the mind, duality, solar plexus, seeing things as good Mm -hmm. or bad, higher or lower, right, wrong. Thank you. That's what we're here to transcend. And if we get hooked into anything that keeps us in that seesaw, we're not getting Mm -hmm. off the death (laughs) (laughs) and getting on the new shuttle bus for the fifth dimensional new earth, you know, it's like, so that's, yeah, that's, that's the transit I'm, I'm got my ticket for. I love that.
1: (laughs) And for me, like it's, you know, I I mentioned earlier in the podcast when I was young, I was, you know, so determined to change the world and, you know, wanting to take it all on and then becoming so overwhelmed. I remember when I was, I think I was like, four or five, I tried to send teasels to Bangladesh because I'd seen, Ew. you know, this is this in me that I wanted to and 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 I yeah, help. and I feel, you know, I would say most of the people, if not all the people listening to the podcast have that same heart felt, you know, desire to help yeah. and support. And so finding now for me it's all about finding the small ways where it can happen, whether it be difficult conversations, whether it be implementing something in my business, mm. whether it be um, changing something about the way, you know, educating ourselves, listening, asking questions. You know, there's so many different ways that we can show up to create this new paradigm and, and midwife each other through the death of the old one. Yeah, and recognising that every person who crosses our path is yeah. our
0: teacher, is our mirror, is the mm-hmm. beloved, um, because that's what, how we restore equality. You know, it's like, oh, you're well, the divine. So, Hello. <laughs> yeah, nice totally. to Thanks for showing up. What are you here to teach me? Oh, it could be uncomfortable, but Love okay, it. let's yes. do it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we've already gone past oh, yeah. the hour, so we That's better fine. wrap yeah. it up. But um, always yeah, a pleasure. Thank and thank you um, for showing up. Thank you for those of you who um, loaned us <laughs> your ears. And um, yeah, if you feel to share this, um, you have our blessing and we look forward to checking in with you um, as we approach the dark moon next month. For those of you who are listening, um, you know, shortly after um, promoting this um, episode, I would like to just extend an invitation I'm hosting a global red tent. It's online and it's to gather the women um, this Sunday, Saturday, for those of you on the other side of the dateline. So for the solstice, 21st of June 2020, um, the details are on my website, themoonwoman.com forward slash global red tent with hyphens in between. So, yeah. Um, that's all for me. Is there anything you wanted to add, um, Kristen? i was just
1: wondering, would that be available again? Will you be doing it again once people have already heard the podcast?
0: Mm. Um, well, look, we've got a recording that goes out to everybody yeah. that registers. But um, the short answer is I okay. don't know. <laughs> but um, if people want to know more about the Red Tent, um, they can go to my website and... Um, okay. Uh, I'm actually going to be launching a free video series in July about the Magdalens, who were the women that facilitated red tents. So stay beautiful. tuned for that. Um, and for those listening way after, um, you might there's a couple of resources on my website that kind of relate to what we spoke about today. Uh, they're video masterclasses. One is called "Navigating Life's Downward Spirals," so how to cope when life is falling apart, which it is for a lot of people as part of the transition globally. And then the other one is part of the initiation video series, and it's um, death. The sacred power of death, which is not just about mm. physical death. It's a, how do we navigate all of mm. life's deaths, which is the end of a relationship, the end of a job, the end of life as we knew it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Amazing. Yeah, there's one one thing that I, I should probably mention is that I've got um Yoni Massage practitioner training special on during this month. So the inter- anyone that enrolls during June or July, um, there's a discount. So if you want to check it out, you can find it on my website. Anyone who's feeling called to do that work. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. To the gateway of death and rebirth, the yoni yeah. herself, Lovely. Awesome. All right. Well, huru, everybody. Huru for, for now, Kristen. Time. And um, have a wonderful month and look forward to speaking Definitely. next month. All right. Ciao, Ciao for now. thanks for joining us if you'd love to uh, catch future episodes head on over to spotify and uh, click follow and if you'd like to find out more about my work you can head over to the moon woman
1: that's m double and if you want to find out a bit more about me and the work that i do you can go to yonilicious.com.au or you can find me on instagram where i'm more active at yonilicious Y-O-N-I-L-I-C-I-O-U-S. Beautiful. Have a great day. Bye.